Welcome to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Happy Sunday and welcome to the Parenting Show. I am Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca. I'm your host, and um, and with me, I've got some some ladies, but I'm not going to tell you who they are just yet. I've got two amazing guests. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I just figured, I was like, you know, one of these, so one I work with, and she's part of my radio family, and one, um, I guess you can say we kind of work together too, more in the content creator uh, world, the mom content creator world, and, um, and I follow her, and I've been following her story for a while, and it's a good story, and it makes me so happy to follow her story. And so I was like, you know, if she's going through this and has been going through um, this kind of new journey in her life, I'm sure there are a lot of parents who listen that are probably in the same boat and are wearing the same shoes. I don't know much about it, but I was just like, I want to dedicate this show to all of those people. And what I mean by those people, I'm talking about the parents out there, the single parents. Because she is a single mama, um, and it's not easy. It's not easy. And I can't imagine what dating is like in this day and age. So um, I want to introduce you to Miss Kate Vanderloot, who is also known as Makeshift Mama or Makeshift Yacht Mama on, um, on Instagram. Did I get that right, Kate? Yeah, I know that. your name and it comes up. Um, <laughs> and then Miss Laura Bellotta, host of the Dating Relationship Show, author of Sex in the City. Um, her I know, single says, in the city. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was the author of Sex in the City. I wish I created you know what? that show. That would be fantastic. Oh, Laura, would that not be amazing? Yeah, I probably wouldn't <laughs> be sitting here right now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> came from like I know it's single in the city and her website is single in the city so Laura you're a um dating and relationship expert you're a matchmaker you are like the guru of this kind of world yes yes kind of kind of yeah I I figured I'm like what was that Laura pardon I said what was that Laura I said, yes, I like to think of myself as that. I do help a lot of people, for sure, in this area of dating and relationships, especially early relationships. Yeah, well, we're going we're gonna to talk about that. That's why I wanted to have you guys on, right? So I'm like, gosh, I wonder how many, how many parents listen that are um, single and maybe looking to find someone or um, already started dating but have been out of the dating game for so long? Where do you go? Where do you start? All that stuff. We're going to talk about it all. Um, but first, let's, uh, Laura, I want you to, to meet Kate because you guys don't know each other. So, Kate, give us a little quick background on yourself. Okay. So, yeah, I'm a single mom to two little boys. I have been technically divorced for like a few months this spring is when the divorce actually finalized and went through which is a long story in and of itself but when I first left and separated I had a one-year-old and a three-year-old and they're now five and seven so it's crazy to think that it's been four years it doesn't 
feel like four years, but when I look at pictures, you know, and your phone sends you things from like yeah. one year ago, three years ago, five years ago, holy crap, I can't, I don't even remember living through part of that time. Like being a single parent with a ba- like a, a one-year-old that was still nursing and like doing all that stuff, like waking up in the night as the only parent, like right. at that point in my life, that was, that was the only choice for me was leaving that relationship. Like it was a toxic relationship. It was not good. There was lots of things involved in that. We won't get too far into that, but as we separated and we're like, I, I just had to be out of that space with him. And he kept saying all the things and pulling me back in and he was going to fix this and work on this and get better and go to rehab. And he did all that stuff. And so for years, this like on and off again situation sort of dragged on because it was, it it was on an upswing and then it would tank and then it would come up and then we'd go down and we rode this roller coaster for like three, three of these four years. Um, And so we were, we were going to see if we could make it work. We wanted to work it out for our family. Anyway, long story short, like, cut your losses while you're ahead. Like leaving was the right choice in the beginning is what I found out. Like go with your gut. My gut knew from, from honestly, probably two months after we got married, that this probably wasn't the right thing, but we were in it at that point. And I was 24 and I didn't know what I was doing. And I thought like, Oh, things will eventually start to, we'll get into a groove. And And then we had kids and then we were just working and I I was raising babies and all this stuff. And I just kept thinking it, this will get better. Like that happens, we'll make it get better. And that is just not the the case. You were stuck in this vicious cycle. And Kate, I'm curious, like why two months after and not two months before you got married? What was it about Mm. two months after that you, you realized that maybe this wasn't going to go anywhere? This wasn't going to last. Yeah, honestly, um, I was so caught up. I was 24. I was, I was 23, I guess, when we got engaged. Like I was so caught up in the, this is like, this is what you're supposed to do. This is the next Mm -hmm. step of a relationship. You're in the relationship, you're dating. Like, where do we go from here? It just felt like it was on a trajectory and like his family was awesome. And like on paper, on paper, every box was ticked but like when you actually sort of tried to put our puzzle pieces together it never really fit that well but I tried to make it fit <laughs> like I, I just kept trying yeah, because, to make it fit and I find that a lot of people do it at different points in their relationship where they're just like you know what this is naturally the next step and there's also yeah. the pressure from maybe family friends society Laura, you probably know a lot better than I would because I don't know much about this. <laughs> I think you do. I think a lot of us actually know a lot about this kind of stuff, right? Like, I don't think, I'm a firm believer that most people don't marry the right person for them. And because of a lot of societal uh, pressures, we do end up marrying people that are really not right for us. Um, and yeah. then, have you guys heard of the love languages, the five love languages? Yes. No. Now, did you learn about them like now recently or did you know about them before you got married because that I knew it well not before but I knew about them probably I don't know six months a year into my marriage um because I like we why are we so disconnected honestly I can't even remember when we started but we were in counseling at like 
25 and 26, however old we were at the time, before we even had kids, like that should also probably be a sign. Like if you can't, if you can't figure this stuff out that early on, I am a huge advocate for counseling and therapy and all that kind of stuff. But like, those are like the glory days. Those are like the easy peasy, like exciting, you know, like before kids, you're just newly married. And we were already like at this point. And speaking of societal pressures, just to like, round our situation out was my so his family's super religious my family's not so in order to live together we had to be on the track like his yeah grandparents still I don't even think this day knew that we lived together before we were married because we had we had to be engaged in order to be in the house and we wanted to buy a house and so all these things just like sort of it's like a a domino effect like well we want to live together therefore you better get engaged so then we were engaged and living together and then well now we're engaged we better get married like you know and then have kids and because that's the next logical step right yeah yeah hold on I want to take it back really quickly one second Laura you mentioned love languages Kate you said you knew what they were I have no idea what do you and you know what most people don't know what they are but I suggest that most people should that are in a relationship or want to be in a relationship learn about the love languages love languages are what one needs and wants out of a relationship in order to feel love from that relationship so there are five there's words of affirmation um that's like saying things like i love you um uh, you know you're doing great you're amazing i think you're wonderful then there's acts of service so this is when you like your partner doing little things for you maybe it's to to help your your you know maybe you're a busy person and it just helps you out during the day or at night or whatever with the kids helps you clean the dishes uh then there's words yeah words of affirmation acts of service receiving gifts and Little token of appreciation, I'm thinking of you, here you go. It doesn't necessarily have to be like diamonds or anything huge. Um, then there's a physical touch, which most men are. Most men are physical touch. Pina, your husband, probably physical touch. <laughs> <laughs> My boyfriend is men. 100%. He's like, I don't even know if I have a second. I have one. <laughs> and then there's quality time. So when you're sitting with your partner, you're uh, giving them your undivided attention, your time is your time alone, so your phones are away, and yep, and that's what, those are the five. Those are the five love languages. Okay, I see you learn something new every day. We are talking with Laura Bellata, host of uh, the Dating Relationship Show right here on AM640, which is on right after this show, so don't go anywhere after this show, and Kate uh, Makeshift Mama on Instagram. Single mom. And we're talking all about the single parenting life and dating and all the fun stuff and crappy stuff, I guess, that goes along with it. Uh, Don't go anywhere because we will be back with more right here on The Parenting Show. Now, back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Parenting Show. I am Pina Crispo, Chic Mama Dossier, and we are talking all things relationship on the show today. Um, and relationships, a different kind of relationships. These are relationships for the single moms and dads that are listening. We've got Laura Bellotta joining us. She is the host of 
the Dating and Relationship Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Also author of Single in the City and her website, Single in the City, is a site that you're definitely going to want to check out if you are single and looking to date or just need some advice and, and, and some guidance. Um, we also have Kate Vanderloot, content creator, single mama, uh, known as Makeshift Mama on Instagram. And Kate, we were talking about your separation slash divorce before the break. We and were, yeah. I know, I know that you talk about, um, or you refer yourself to a single mom. You're like, that's what, that's what you call yourself a single mom, but you have a little bit of help because now you've got someone by your side. I do. Yeah. He's I, not a new addition. He's a new addition publicly, I guess. He didn't show up in my content for quite a while. Yeah. And I love this story because like I said, I follow Kate on social and it just made me so happy because I've, as long as I've known Kate, you were single. You were a single mom raising two young boys, just kicking ass. And then I started to meet this gentleman um, who was who was like randomly starting to pop up on your social. And then the whole story came out. And I think the story is amazing and it's inspiring. And so I wanted you to share that with us. So what happened? Like, how did that even come to be? Were you out looking? Were you like, okay, I am, I've got two young boys, but I really want, I want someone in my life. Or did it just magically happen? Like, how did it all happen? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, the story behind him specifically was kind of this magical, like universal, like all the stars had to align for this to even happen, which is why I think it's, the best, it's such a funny story. Um, but I was, I mean, I was looking on and off, as I mentioned before the break, my ex-husband and I were very on again, off again. So when we were off again, you know, I'd do the swiping and I'd be on the apps and I'd go out with somebody once, maybe twice and be like, yeah, like not my jam <laughs> moving on. Um, and so I dated for a while, but like that was very on again, off again as well. Like I, I was in it, I was out of it. I didn't really care. I wasn't really looking. Um, and when everything sort of came to a head and I found out my ex was dating somebody and like, I just had no idea. I was still like in the on again, off again stage with him. Um, that was my like shutdown moment where I was all of a sudden like, Oh wow. Okay. Like this has now been decided for me. And at that time in that like situation, I just thought, everything is the worst. My world is crumbling around me. How is this happening? Like, how is he now after all of the stuff that I've stood by him for making this decision? This is so unfair, yada, yada, yada. In retrospect, and after talking to, I, I had a medium do a reading like the next day, like all, all of these things sort of started to come together. And about a week later, um, I realized like this had to happen this way in order for me to actually nip, nip it in the butt. Like I was never going to be the one to leave. I am loyal to a fault. I am always trying to help the person fix the issue, put it all back together. Like, you know, I, I was always that person repairing the, the things, trying to go to the counseling, all yeah, everything. Um, so when it, this happened, I was like, Oh my gosh, my hands are off of this now he's no longer my 
issue. What do, like, what do I want? What do I even like? What do I even need? Like, I, I don't have to spend all, expend all of my energy anymore on this person. So I started doing exactly that, like looking at what I wanted in a person, what I needed from a relationship. And I think the biggest thing for me is uh, that I recognized is that I wanted a relationship with somebody that I didn't need. I didn't need them to be there. I didn't need their help. I, I was a single parent. I can do this on my own. Uh, and I had been doing it on my own for so long. I wanted somebody that I wanted around that I wanted to have in my life, that I wanted to show up in my, in my space from day to day and not somebody that I absolutely relied upon and needed. So Laura, I just want to, I just want to jump in here for a second. Do you find that a lot with your clients? Like, or is Kate like realizing things that takes a lot of people a really long time to get you in the Um, sense of like, I want to find someone, but someone I don't need because I can do things on my own. Yeah, so I always tell people that it's really important to make sure that you're ready to start dating. And I think that all single parents or single people need to keep in mind that everyone has their own timeline and it could be months or years before you're really ready to date. But make sure that you, you know, are ready to truly date, which I think Kate was right you got to a point maybe at the beginning you weren't so much you were like in devastation and oh my goodness but then you got a hold of your life and see that's why you attracted this wonderful person into your life because likes attract likes and you attract who you are so you were vibrating at this level and this guy was vibrating at the same level as you and then all of a sudden like you guys come together that's why when you're in a really dark place the best thing to do is not to get out there and try to meet someone online. And that's one of the biggest issues I'm seeing with online. And it drives me absolutely crazy is that you, you meet these people that haven't done the work. And so they're, they're just, you know, they think that they're going to get over someone by getting under someone, (laughs) you know, you've heard that. They're looking to somebody else to fix fix them. Yeah. Fix them. But that's not going to work, right? No. So I always suggest for people getting out there again is to, you know, set goals for the relationship you want and really search within yourself and, and ask yourself, like, you know, who am I and who would be most suitable for me? And stop choosing people based on, you know, surface level qualities, what they look like. Oh and choose someone who shares yeah. the same goals, values, interests as you. Uh, as you, and again, like stop qualifying someone based on what they look like because looks fade. And then next thing you know, you're with a narcissist. <laughs> yeah. Which is like the yeah. worst word. So, word. Kate, yeah. you, like, because in this day and age right now, I'd imagine dating isn't easy and online oh. is the way to go. Is, is that right, Laura and Kate? Uh, well, so I'll just throw or in my speaker probably. Yeah, there okay, so I feel like this is with online dating today, there's a lot of shit going on. Can I say that on your show? Yes, yeah. <laughs> there's a huge fear of commitment out there. And Kate, you probably have experience with this too. So many people wasting your time. Yeah. Did you have a, a big t- uh issue with that? Because that's what I mean, I'm finding, and that's what a lot of my clients are finding. It's just a huge. It's like trying to find a needle in a haystack. That's that's how I describe it. 
People's expectations are way out of whack. They're looking for protect, uh, per, per perfection. And one of the biggest issues with online dating is that it's called the paradox, paradox of choice. It's when we have too much choice, we're reluctant to make a choice because we don't want to make the wrong choice. Like it's, it's like you're yeah. swimming in this big fish of sea. It's like, oh, look over here, over here. Oh, that person's giving me attention, so forget about that person. Whereas you should really be focusing, focusing on one or two people rather than, you know, 10 or 20 people. And then mm-hmm. people have joined like 10 sites rather than just, you know, my suggestion is don't be on more than two or three sites, like tops, right? Because then it gets out of control and you don't know who you're meeting, you don't know who you're dating. Um, and then being on an app can really feel like a part-time job. Okay, it's, again, it's just so it's a lot. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm like, Jesus, what the? Tina, you're yeah. so lucky you're married. I, say, I tell my, my married friends, stay married, please, stay married. Um, and then you start conversations with people. You think things are going really great. And then all of a sudden, they just go, poof, they're gone. They disappear. It's like, what happened to that person? But then... They reappear again after a month or two. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, exactly. What were you doing? Well, they were probably still in a relationship with someone. They haven't ended that relationship, but they were already dipping their toes in the online dating world, which is a Um, no-no. And then another big issue, Pina and and Kate, is that people just don't live up to their profiles. A lot of people lie. So guys will lie about their height. <laughs> Always the height. Lie about their I'm height. Be tall. Like that's a problem for me. <laughs> people will lie about their age. People will lie about their weights. Uh, they they post old photos. <laughs> which you is know what? Here. I have to say, one of my guy friends. I'm totally calling him out here, Jesse. This poor. Well, I'm not going to say poor guy. He does it to himself sometimes too. But he gets catfished a lot, and like I howl. Oh. It's like. <laughs> the funniest thing ever i'm sorry i, I need to I, pick I, up on the signs like they're so easy to pick up on uh, it's and then you know what i guess online dating is just a completely superficial so you hey, could be missing work. out on so many great people and what you think is a great potential may not be and vice versa what you think may be a great potential can be but you don't know because you're just swiping 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 and thinking well he doesn't look like the type of person that I want to date but you know he could be a wonderful person and actually you guys could be a great match but you would never know it so it's just such well, a superficial way of meeting people so kate you were on a few sites a few dating apps right two, yeah two, and yeah. From what I recall from your story, you were just one day you threw in your the hat and you're like, I'm done. I'm deleting this stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what happens. You get I did. out. Hold on, Laura. This is where it gets good. What happened, Kate? Okay, so yeah, I had I had just kind of given up. But f- from everything that you're saying, like that Laura was just saying, the like the superficialness of the of being online like I said before, like my ex and I checked all the boxes on paper, but we never connected. So like, I'd be swiping on people like, oh yeah, like I want that in a person and then meet them and you have nothing to talk about. Like you think you know what you want (laughs) when you read it or you see it, but you don't know what you want. Um, So, well, you do when you actually get there and you meet a person and you feel it, but it's hard to get there when you're going through a screen and you're literally, you're looking at them for maybe 10 seconds before you're making a decision. So my story with 
Chris is his name, um, is that I had just kind of like given up on them. I needed to be. Hold on. I'm pausing you here for a second because I know that we're going to run out of time and I don't want this story to be interrupted. Uh, Okay. Listen at home. Don't go anywhere. We're taking a quick break and we'll be right back. This is a parenting show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We're talking all about dating and relationships in the parenting world. So we'll catch you back here. Two seconds. Okay, maybe a little bit, a little bit longer. This is the Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio, six forty, Toronto. You're listening to the Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Global News Radio, six forty, Toronto. Welcome back to the Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo, ChicMama.ca. And on the show today, we are talking all things dating and relationship, but in the parenting world. So for all you single parents listening, this show is for you. Maybe you've been wanting to, like, find someone in your life, um, but don't know how to go about it. And so that's why we've got dating and relationship expert, Laura Bolotta, joining us. She's also the host of the Dating and Relationship Show, which airs right after this show, so you're not going to want to go anywhere, uh, as well as Kate Vanderloot. She is a single mama of two boys, uh, content creator, and also goes by makeshift.mama on Instagram. So uh, before the break, Kate, you were telling us about the apps and Chris, who is the man in your life, uh, because we were talking with Laura about apps, and she was like, First rule, like one or two, like a few, just a few apps tops you should be on. Right, Laura? Yes. Yes. Don't go for the 10. Top three, because then you get overwhelmed and then you forget who you're dating. (laughs) 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 And that's what happens. And then you get burnt out too. You get dating burnout. Kate, that happened to you. You're just like, I'm tired of this. I'm done. But then you get out there and you realize, oh my goodness, like men aren't approaching me. How am I going to meet someone? You know, I've exhausted all my friends. They don't have anyone for me. So I need to get back on this dating site. And then it becomes this vicious cycle. So. Kate, that's what you, you, you did. You were just like, I'm done with these apps, right? Yeah. And I mean, no one one was approaching, no one was approaching me anywhere because I was a single parent and I didn't go anywhere. So (laughs) one day we were out, we were out for my birthday. It was last April and I had no apps on my phone anymore. I had shut them all off. I was just like, I was done with it for a while. And all of my married friends are very entertained by the dating apps. So I am they one of those. Always are. They always are. <laughs> I love it. Give me your phone and let me swipe for you. So exactly. <laughs> so they were like, can we play on your phone? And I was like, oh, I don't have anything on it anymore, guys. And they were like, oh, just like oh, open it back up, whatever, put something back on. So I had Bumble and Tinder at the time. So I put Bumble back on my phone, like reinstalled it or whatever. I was like, have fun. and. The next day, there was a message that probably like probably a bunch of stuff was showing up, but I was just not like, I just did not want to deal with it at that time. I was just swiping them off the screen. So on Bumble, like a girl has to, the girl has to message the guy first. So when you match with somebody, you have 24 hours to message that person or they just disappear. If you're like, oh, maybe that was a, not a great swipe. You can just ignore it and they'll disappear. <laughs> Whereas some of the other ones, you're just like getting sent things like it's aggressive. It can be aggressive. So I really like Bumble for that fact. Um, and so I saw him pop up, saw a message just or saw a thing, a notification, swiped it away. 
Um, then saw a 24-hour extend, which means they're asking or, like, getting an extra 24 hours for you to send that first Whoa. message. And I was like, okay, like, like, guy, right? like who, who is extending on me? Like, now I feel like, ooh, special or something. Right. Um, so I looked at his profile. He was, you know, too young for me, I would say. Um, I had, like switched my parameters in that app so that it was only guys that were like my age to 40 or something, which I don't know why I did that. But at the time, like when I was meeting guys and they were like, had no kids, they were in their like late twenties, early thirties. And they were just like, you know, in the tech industry, I live in like Waterloo region. And like, we had nothing in common, like on paper, cool. But like, we were just not compatible. So anyways, this guy, this guy popped up and I was like, what is that? Like, how did I even match with him? He's 30. Um, so, but anyway, I meet with this guy. I end up, or I match with this guy. He's 30. He it doesn't say anything about kids on his profile. So we just kind of, I messaged him. Hey, that was my first message to him. <laughs> he responded. And within the first 10 messages, he has two kids. He went through a messy divorce. He'd been divorced for a year. I was like, oh, he's 30. So I was kind of shocked. Um, and we set up a time to meet. Like, all of this stuff was just kind of happening. And we were just, we, were, we could talk forever. Um, we sat down to meet for the first time at a coffee shop, which I found out at the coffee shop that he doesn't drink coffee. Like, he just agreed to get coffee with me. I don't know. He got a beer. Luckily, they had beer at this fancy boutique place. And we sat there and talked about life and what went down in his divorce and what went down in mine and all of this stuff. And we were there the for four day. hours. Four hours. I know. Wait, Mara, is that that's a big no-no? That could be a big no-no, depending. Yeah, I mean, it I guess it works, for, it, it, it works for you guys, but generally you're not supposed to talk about your ex on a first date. And I, te- I find that a lot of guys like to do that, and I'll set them straight. Because when I meet guys, because I'm single now, I don't let them know what I do. I don't let them in on, on that because I feel like they prejudge me, and then they feel like I'm judging them, which I kind of am. Yeah, and they feel like they can't be themselves, right? <laughs> yep. They're like, yes. I can't be myself. I have to, I have to be someone like extra and more because of her profession. She, this is a dating relationship expert. I'm on a date. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. So it would be hard. <laughs> so Laura, like, okay, now you know Kate's Kate's story. Like, she deleted the app, and then her friends matched her with Chris, who now, fast forward a year and a bit, they're now living together. He just literally moved in. Like a year and a half. Yeah. <laughs> so they did the whole your oh. friends didn't hook you up, the app did. Yeah, they swiped on him. Like I didn't swipe right on him. So I would have never probably seen him or maybe would have eventually. I don't know. But yeah, he showed up. He just kind of showed up. You know what, and uh, I know sometimes we have uh, dating burnout, but it's important that we get ourselves back out there because look what just happened to you. Love is possible. Anything's possible. There's somebody out there for everybody. You just really have to do the work and you have to put yourself out there. There are so many people that won't do the work. They'll just sit back and think that someone's just going to come along. It doesn't work like that anymore. It really, really doesn't. 
So well, if you want advice on my advice on how to get back out there, I can gladly give it to you. Yeah. I just, okay, hold on. You said do the work. Okay. Um, what exactly do you mean by do the work? Do the work and like get back to self-discovery. Learn about yourself. Like, I mean, you were in a relationship for who knows how long. You probably lost a part of yourself in that relationship. So it's important yeah. to to rediscover who you are. Like, who is Kate? You know, who is Pina? Who is Laura? Who are we? What makes us tick? What makes us happy? What do we enjoy? There are things that I don't even know that I enjoy yet, you know, so like rediscovering who you are, what you like, what you don't like, getting rid of any negative people in your life. Like that's a big one, right? Kate, did you do that? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely had to. Um, also getting good at being alone, like yes, getting, getting, good getting at being comfortable alone. with being alone. <laughs> And I think that's what that that, that helped me during COVID because I had a breakup. I yeah. broke up, me and my guy broke up a couple of years ago, and then but we still lived in the same place for an entire year as friends. But still, he was there. It was like I was living with someone, and then I moved into my parents for three months because I was re- renovating my place. And then when I finally moved in my own place, I think I was here for a couple of months and thinking, I don't like this that much. Like okay, I'm not to this right. And then. <clears throat> Uh, it, during COVID, I had no choice, and then I just started to discover myself again. And now I love being on my own. <laughs> I mean, having a partner would be great, but it's not something I need at the moment. But if somebody comes along in my life and compliments that, that's amazing. So this is kind of like going back to what Kate said, where she's like, I didn't need someone. Um, you know, I didn't need someone to be there for me. I didn't need someone to help me with stuff because I knew that I could just do it on my own. Here I am, single mom, too, been doing it on my own the whole time. Um, and so there wasn't that need. It wasn't like trying to find someone to fill a void. And that's what you're saying, right, Laura? It's not about finding someone to help you fix your relationship problems from the past right. um, so you can move on or to fill any void. To attract More- the right person into your life, you need to be in a good place solid place and like yourself because you will attract somebody who also likes themselves. I think that's huge. Um, and I think, uh, I hope that that maybe for those of you guys listening at home, you really take a moment to think about that. And I think that that's important, whether you're in a relationship and have been married for 20 years or you're newly single. Um, I think it's something that I always talk about myself too. I'm like, listen, I'm a mom. It doesn't mean that that's the be all and end all of who I am. I'm more than just a mom and you can't lose yourself in the process. So for me, I say that about being a mom, but it also means the same thing. It's also the same thing for relationships. You know what I mean? You're more than just that girlfriend, fiance, wife. So like Laura said, you have to know who you are and you need to do the work. Am I right, Laura? Yes, you are. There we go. We're talking all things dating and relationship on the show today. Don't go anywhere because we will be right back. This is The Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Now, back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back. It is Sunday night, and this is the Parenting Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca, 
And we are talking with Kate Vanderloop, uh, also known as Makeshift.mama on Instagram, single mama of two boys and in a new relationship. We also have Laura Bellata. She is the host of the Daniel Relationship Show right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. She's a expert when it comes to relationships. She's our Daniel Relationship guru. So uh, <laughs> we've, we've been talking about, we've been talking about dating uh, for the single parents out there. Kate, you were yeah. once one of those people. I was. We've covered a lot of ground. We've covered a lot of ground. And I feel like Laura was very cringy when she, when I said all the stuff that got dumped out in our first date, which is fair. That's not a typical first date level discussion. And it's not stuff that I had felt comfortable talking with other first dates about up until I sat down with Chris. We sat in each other's energy. We vibed so well. We just started talking about normal things, likes, dislikes, you know, all that kind of stuff, what we do. And then all of a sudden it got, it just got deeper. Like the conversation got deeper. It took us on a more serious route, but as two single parents, he had two little boys. I have two little boys. We knew that we, if we were going to do this, we were going to come second fiddle to the the kids. His kids are his priority and my kids are my priority. And I could not be with somebody that didn't know that implicitly from the beginning So it was definitely more of an intense discussion than I would have had with somebody that wasn't at that level. But I think that's why, like, literally from day one, we've just been in this, like, we vibe together on all the right things. And and listen, for those of you guys at home, I know that Kate's story is not, like, the average story. Am I right, Laura? Like, Oh, yes. For sure, especially nowadays with the dating landscape, it's just it's really, really difficult um, getting back out there for sure. But it is possible. So I want everybody to know that you can meet the love of your life. And I, I believe, too, sometimes when it's second time around, it's a greater, better love because now you're in a great place. You know and understand yourself. You know who you are and what you will and won't tolerate. You know, you, you pretty much have uh, your set boundaries, whereas before you may not have. I think it's so, it's the first marriage was maybe a learning experience, and then the second one, hopefully there won't be any more after that, but hey, there are. <laughs> so, Laura, <laughs> be a greater what, what are some tips and advice that you can give to the, the single parents listening right now that are, that maybe have been out of relationship for a while and want to jump back in, or are newly single and are like, you know what, I, I am ready. Or even just to like talk to some people, maybe not get into mm-hmm. serious, but just meet some people. Well, I think that you need to take things slow, first of all. Uh, Rome wasn't built in a day. And you need to have a positive mindset always. Uh, you want to reflect on what you do want and what you don't want in a partner. And, you know, let's just say you're meeting people, you definitely don't want to be comparing them to your ex. Your ex is an ex for yeah. Okay, so don't be comparing people to your last relationship. And if you feel that you are, then you're probably harboring some feelings still, and that you should still work on yourself. So you really need to be ready to get to move on. Okay, so you need to be in a good place. You can't be angry because you're you're again you're going to attract the wrong person into your life. Um, don't make dating everything. You know, like have fun. Like make sure that you're still enjoying your own activities. 
and focus on things, yeah, other than dating. Um, set realistic expectations. Again, I think we talked about this earlier. Don't be qualifying people just on surface level uh, things. Um, don't talk about your ex too much on the first date. <laughs> rebuild your confidence. You want to rebuild your confidence because confidence is, is sexy. And figure out what you want and who would be most suitable for you. Who are you going to get along with? Get on dating sites. Make sure you use great photos. That's the first thing people see about you. Let everyone know that you're single and looking. Join meetup groups. Join different groups. Uh, socialize as much as possible. Mingle in new social circles. And don't let anybody waste your time, okay? And you know when someone's wasting your time. They, they'll text you. They'll video chat with you. They'll make plans in advance. They'll introduce you to their friends. If they're not doing these things, then see you later. And Laura, that brings me to a really good point before we, we end off the show. Uh, off air, you were talking about the importance of uh, using online dates right now uh, while we're in this pandemic and we really can't get out much. So you're like, get in front of a screen and maybe have those kind of dates, right? I'm a huge, huge fan of video dating. It's a great way to figure out what someone's really like, their personality, the way they carry themselves, their, you know, their, the twinkle in their eyes, the way they smile, all, all those things. So get on a video call. And if someone doesn't want to, then you know what, do you really want to... You know, some people don't feel comfortable doing that, but maybe they're not the right person for you. (laughs) Yeah, life is too short. Uh, Like Laura said, don't waste it. Don't let someone waste waste your time. Don't waste it. Um, I want to thank you guys both for joining me on the show today. Kate, where can people find you if they want to look for you on social and, and follow your journey with Chris? Yeah, makeshift.mama is my Instagram handle, and everything is pretty much linked out through there. You guys are going to want to go check her out there. And Laura, if people want to come to you uh, for some dating and relationship advice, you're also a matchmaker. So, um, and know. I have a very affordable service, too. They can find me at singleinthecity.ca. Things are starting to ramp up in the dating world again, so this is a good time to get in the database. And also official Laura Bellotta on Instagram. Thank you, Pina, for having me. It's about time, oh girl. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm so happy that I had you guys both on the show. I'm so happy that we covered off this topic. So that is it for the Parenting Show this week. So we'll catch you guys next week, 8 o'clock, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And don't forget to jump back on at 10 o'clock for the Dating and Relationship Show with our very own Miss Laura Bellotta. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace out.